on this episode of Thinking Well. I I do want to say that um, different than all the others, different than radio, different than TV, uh, social media has allowed us to do uh, things alone or like just me and one other person. And this happened in our family approximately around 2017 uh, or so, where we went from the family that at the end of the day, we all gathered and we watched a family show together to I noticed I was the only one watching. And my son Josiah and my wife Renee were doing something else right next to me, but it wasn't a shared experience. And I am chalking that up as a bad thing. We're no longer having shared experiences anymore as a family or even as a community. It's one by one um, attack mode now. In 2021, Americans spent an average of two to three hours on social media every day, or 30 to 45 days per year. On this episode of Thinking Well, we're taking a look at the profound ways social media shapes our attitudes and beliefs as individuals, society, and the church. You're listening to Thinking Well, a home for conversations about faith, life, and culture. We live in a confusing, complicated world with no shortage of hot takes and opinions competing for our attention. If you're like us, you're just trying to make sense of it all and follow Jesus the best way you know how. We don't have all the answers. Our unique stories give us unique perspectives, which means we won't always agree with each other. But perhaps in this cultural moment, God isn't looking for agreement. Maybe he wants unity over uniformity. Maybe he wants us to respond instead of react. Maybe he's looking for people who are learning, listening, and thinking well. Welcome everyone to another episode of Thinking Well. I'm Dan, joined by my good friends, Jay Bryan. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Rachel. Hello. And... Jordan. Hey, Dan. I almost forgot your name. It's all right. It's part so of weird. It's like has your name in it plus another part of somebody else's name. So Jordan. Yeah. No big deal. The Jordan fan club. Right. Remember that? That? that might be a thing. <laughs> wow. I hadn't thought of that before. That's really cool. Okay, guys. Uh, what made you smile this week? Okay. Well, mine's going to seem lame on the surface. And I did share with you before uh, we started, but my daughter has this incredible knack of bringing home a lunch bag that is that is not um, recognizable to what we gave her in any way, shape, or form. The insides are smeared with other people's lunch. I don't know what it is, but twice this week, it came back mint. I opened yeah. it up, and I didn't have to wipe it out or anything. It's and favor. It was amazing, and I told her, and she probably thought I was kiss, uh, kidding, but I was like tears in my eyes. <laughs> That's cool. Highly blessed. Um, it's been a rough week at our house. And so we've been going through the fruits of the spirit with our kids for their sake as well as ours. <laughs> and um, so I was talking with our oldest about the fruits of the spirit. And he goes, are the fruits of the spirit the ones that we eat every day? So mm. that was that was. My he definitely doesn't favorite. eat fruit every day anyways. So. I mean, he eats an apple <laughs> every day. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I went to a Twins game this week with uh, some guys from our work. It was a lot of fun, but it was so cold because um, it's been kind of a cold spring here in Minnesota. But it was still a lot of fun. But we left before it got really good. So <laughs> it's still fun, though. Uh, I ate a million things. So did, yeah. did you miss the walk-off home run? Uh, no, I missed the walk-off um, uh, throwing error oh, in the rundown. The, the Tuesday night one, yeah. Yep, so... Sorry, buddy. Hey, it's all right. I was ready to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so for me, um, I lost my AirPod case, my charging case, like for two or three weeks. Uh, So not the AirPods. So like I had the actual useful part, which is fine, but you can't charge your AirPods if you don't have your case. So I looked everywhere. I couldn't find it. And then um, just yesterday, I think, my daughter Gianna she's six years old her love language is gifts so receiving gifts and giving gifts she comes up to me she says dad I have something for you and she hands me my airpod case that I've been looking for for weeks and I'm just like yes right <laughs> I can listen to podcasts again and you know whatever and 
I'm like, thank you so much, honey. And she's like, yeah, yeah, fine. I'm like, can I give you a hug? She's like, no, no. (laughs) She doesn't. Her love language is not physical touch or words of affirmation. She's just blowing off my praise and whatever. She's just like, yeah. Just, yeah. Giving it is enough. (laughs) So. That's great. That made me smile. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So today we're uh, talking about social media and how terrible it is and that's that's a wrap. No, I'm kidding. And <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about this, and um, I want to start out with the fact that our generation is unique, and that we lived without social media, and now we do. So like it's one of these one generation moments where, just like with the telephone, there was a generation that lived without the without the telephone, and then suddenly they had it. And then every generation on then just didn't know any differently. So we're kind of in that unique position. I can remember not too long ago <laughs> before uh, we had it and what life was like back then. And now I have it and I'm like using it every day, hours every day. So let's just talk about what life was like before social media and maybe like how we got brought into it. <laughs> Well, Dan, <laughs> Back I, in seem, my day. I seem to be the oldest. Um, I, I do want to start because of that very reason, because um, just like we're all seen in social media in this generation right now, everybody that of our of your age group and and even mine see walking people walking around with the devices and so on all the time and all that. Well, when I was a kid, it was all about the TV and families watch TV all together. In fact, before my generation, uh, um, people would be around the radio back in the 30s and the 40s in the same way, and it would became this focus. And people in society were asking, well, what's going to happen? You know, what, what's going to happen with society if everybody's spending time doing this instead of being productive? Well, when I was a kid and went, went related to TVs, it was all about, um, they called it the boob tube because they were afraid that we were going to raise a generation of people that would just never do anything. And there's some truth to that, but there was also the benefits you know, people could see, you know, the, the opportunities to see on National Geographic what's happening on the other side of the world. Back in the mm. 70s, that was huge. Like, I didn't know that, you know, people lived that way in Uganda and things like that. And you would see evidence of that. But I'm just saying that to say that it has definitely changed things. There's a lot of things to be worried about. But this isn't the first time we've been freaked out <laughs> by everybody dealing with a new toy. And so it's just, um, we'll see what happens next. But th- um, there is going to be something that's going to replace social media and our futures i don't know how demonic it's gonna be or not <laughs> the metaverse but, right exactly. <laughs> well okay so that's what that's what's next yeah. but but so i'm just saying it's not our first rodeo right sure well i think about like so thinking about i guess kind of the quote-unquote evolution of social media first i kind of think about like instant messaging yes and what yeah. a game changer that was mm-hmm. when i was in middle school so mid late 90s ish and like after i got my homework done after i had supper or whatnot going on and you know the internet was still fairly new so going on oh, i guess this be maybe early 2000s but just going on msn messenger oh yeah i was, seen I was one about of my to friends. ask you aol or right yeah, yeah. no i never did never did aol or too many predators on there <laughs> yeah <they were. laughs> but like going on there and like that was so i to kind of echo Jay Bryan, it went from like, okay, we watch TV. Okay. Now I'm doing, you know, instant messaging and it's like, okay, now there's the social media. It's like, and maybe I'm a little bit different, but it's like, there's always been some form of entertainment that's super easy to get to that. It's just like Mm. too much is obviously terrible for you. And if you don't have enough, you feel like you're not connected to what's going on with the rest of the world. And so it's like, and and not that you need to be connected with all that, but it's like, yeah, it's just kind of weird thinking about that, that aspect of it from back when. What about you, Rachel? Um, I remember being like five years old and having a dinosaur of a computer at our house and we just played these little like really crappy games and they were so crappy that like you didn't get addicted to them because they weren't that good (laughs) Uh, and and then I remember like I can't believe my parents let me be on MSN and AOL (laughs) because we had no guidelines 
right? We we had no idea that there were yeah. people who without good intentions right. on there, and so. Um, oh, what's your address? I'm gonna send you a present. <laughs> yeah, the the little thing was uh, ASL. ASL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Age, yeah. sex, location. Right. And I never gave that out for some reason. I knew not to give that out. I but. just heard it for the first time. Yeah, it's yeah. also so, American Sign Language. Yeah. so it's it's very <laughs> yeah, confusing. I feel it's much better. Very about it now. confusing. There were, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's hard to do ASL over IM. <laughs> <laughs> Sign language. <laughs> oh, I sorry i don't even know where to go it was that. just too easy just too easy to do i had to oh, i'm man. sorry i, got I, d- I do want to say that um different than all the others different than radio different than even before radio back in the day people being around a campfire with a guitar um different than tv uh social media has allowed us to do uh things alone or like just right. me and one other person and this happened in our family approximately around 2017 uh, or so, where we went from the family that at the end of the day, we all gathered and we watched a family show together to, I noticed I was the only one watching. <laughs> and my son, Josiah, and my wife, Renee, were doing something else right mm-hmm. next to me, but it wasn't a shared experience. Right. And I am chalking that up as a bad thing. Yeah, sure. We're no longer having shared experiences anymore as a family or even as a community. It's one by one um, attack mode now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe could we just go back a little bit and talk about that transition? So there's always something there before I get there's TV, instant messaging. But when social media entered the scene, like how did you get onto that? What was life like just before that? And then. You know, what platform did you get started on? It was MySpace. For MySpace, me. yeah. yeah MySpace. Man. MySpace was the jam. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you otherwise. You code your own. Right. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, my goodness. Holy cow. Yeah. Honestly, oh before that, it's, it's to me at this point, it's all just kind of like, what was the main interaction before all of that? And like, I'm like an introverted person anyways, so I was fine being at my computer by myself (laughs) and then interacting with people, you know, at arm's length. You did a lot of video games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. Well, what about music? Were you uh, a musician? Yeah. So there's that. You probably, did you spend a lot of time doing that? Yes. Yes and no. Um, At that point in my life in high school, there weren't other people who had my level of commitment to doing music that I wanted, that I wanted. (laughs) Wow. So you you weren't really an introvert. You really had no friends. Right. There was, I was the Paul, but John and George and Ringo were were not found yet. No, I'm just kidding. Well, this is where I walk right out of the studio. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I was fine with just, you know, seeing people at school and kind of that being it. Cause I was like, man, I'm before realizing how introverted I was, I was probably like, geez, these people are wearing me out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so be able to do stuff at like arm's length and reach out when I needed to was sure. like, my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. You see, I have a problem trying not to like look at the past through rose colored glasses or yep. over romanticize what life was like before social media because that period was also the period where I had graduated high school but I wasn't married and didn't have kids so of course I'm going to look back at that time of my life very fondly and say like yeah it was awesome we just hung out with friends all the time and I did we we can edit that out right (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay what what did I just say (laughs) no the time before your family you look look back back at it fondly it's amazing you guys know what I mean I think anyone my wife would agree like that because we we hung out just as friends even before we started dating and just that whole period of your early 20s with like little responsibility right yep it's just um, a different time. So I don't know. Um, I I think, yeah, part of that is probably just swooning for the past in that r- regard. Right. But I still think there was just a ton of time just to do stuff with people face to face. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, yeah, MySpace was definitely my um, entrance onto yeah. 
social media. But the cool thing about MySpace was like it didn't seem like like an escape. Like it actually seemed like a way to meet new people. Like I remember meeting sure. a lot of people and then like actually meeting them in, in real person. life. Yeah. And not not like, oh hey, let's meet up. It was actually just organically it happened. Yeah. Like you'd see right. them at a concert and you'd be like, Hey, yeah, we're, totally. we're MySpace friends. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Right. And so um, good times. Yeah. Simple and Tom things. was so much better than Mark. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the <laughs> still true. We're not and, editing and your that top, out. Yeah. <laughs> the top eight. Top eight. Oh, and then man. it went so like top drama. 16. You could, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're probably losing like some of our. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the, no. <laughs> the top and bottom. Yeah. But it didn't feel the same as Facebook. Yeah, it really sure. didn't. No, it didn't. I mean, it felt way more intimate. And like you said, you would actually go and meet those people. You know, yeah. and you wouldn't talk that much on MySpace. Like you'd post right. on each other's walls, but yep. then you would go and meet up. And so, why was it different? Because I was never because on MySpace. Because Tom is better than Mark. Yeah. <laughs> no. well, Honestly, though, I think it's the way that it's marketed. I, I don't know. There's just something about the way that the the marketing that Facebook does. I don't know. Was well, it pre-algorithm? I mean, is it? It, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, they weren't playing on our behavioral right. cues and a lot of the addictive properties of Facebook and social media right. now. Likes, right, the likes, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That just wasn't all the thing. statuses and yeah. whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean, you could post, if I remember this right, you could like post stuff onto your MySpace, but it wasn't like, you know, Facebook originally was like, Jordan is yeah. gearing up for the weekend, you know, it was just like, yeah, yeah, it seemed like more like freedom maybe. I don't know. But I remember holding out for a long time before. Well, I don't know long time, but like everybody else, I went to a two year Bible school. Everybody else there had Facebook. And I was like, no, I'm going to stick with my space. These are my people. <laughs> I've got a following. <laughs> I'm doing something here. And then I was like, Oh, whatever. I'll just get Facebook. And it was like, you have Facebook and MySpace? It was like, almost like, geez, are you that out of touch with reality? <laughs> Is your wow. personal life that bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think Facebook really, I mean, I guess from a business perspective, they like, they really read, I don't know, humanity. And they're like, okay, let's let's play into their addictions and their you know their behavior and everything which you know from a business standpoint great from a personal standpoint that sucks yeah (laughs) and i i don't think it started out that way like as their intention if i don't i don't know the full history but from what i do know it like started out as like a college networking right. thing for people in college was it yep. like a rating site like hot or not yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, if you follow, uh, i mean from the social network movie that's like his first thing was like he took because facebook the literal term is like they had printed out books of people's faces so you could actually put names to faces when you got to college oh I think, I mean, we did that at the Bible school too. And I was like, oh, here's your Facebook. It's like, oh, that's that person. I didn't realize his name was Tevin or something. (laughs) Tevin, not Devin, Tevin. I didn't have a Tevin, but anyways. And then it was like, I mean, according to the movie, he like put it all online and then he shut down the internet at Harvard, Harvard or something. So. I don't know how accurate it is, but yeah. Bold move. Yeah. Which, I mean, so Rachel, what you're saying with how it is now. So how do you feel about social media now? I have mixed feelings um, because most of my work is on social media. And so I I appreciate that small businesses can get in really great advertising for a really good price. Like that's awesome. And that's amazing. Um, But I don't like... um, the how how they do play on our behaviors and everything and um and how we've just kind of been like sure let's spend hours and hours and hours on scrolling and creating little worlds within Facebook I I don't think that's healthy at all well that's the part that makes me nervous um and it's I can fall into it like anybody else but I confess I do and it's probably because of my age but I am less likely if I find myself scrolling for seven or eight minutes and watching mindless things that didn't used to interest me, I catch myself 
and I just go, what, what has just happened? And I like, you know, (laughs) drop it quick. I use it. I like to use it for news. Um, I like to stay caught up with people, people that have similar, you know, that, that are in our world, so to speak. doesn't even have to be that we agree with just people that are in our world. I like knowing what they're doing and what they're thinking. Mm But I do fear, I'll tell you something quite honestly, and you know, I love you, Renee, and you're going to hear this one day. <laughs> I miss driving in the car, me being the driver, mm-hmm. and having a conversation with the other person in the car. <laughs> I, I literally, I miss it, and I know, and it's a funny thing, did, did I mention I love you, Renee, <laughs> that, that when we're doing that, and obviously she's, she's a pastor of a church, she's getting, literally getting caught up on emails that are happening quicker than she can get to them and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll recognize that I'm the only one paying attention to what I'm talking about, which, you know, that's, I'm a dad that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's far from I, the course. So then I turn on the radio and then that bugs her that it will. So you turn on the radio. So I'm, what are you saying? And, and so then there's, you know, this moment where we're trying to, to make space for her to get caught up and me to go, you know, we have an hour drive ahead of us here. It'd be fun to find out how your day went and vice right. versa. Right. Yeah. Anybody else? Is that, is that happening? So guys? yeah, I have a roommate that is the same, same way. <laughs> My wife. That's me. <laughs> I was going to try that's and pass it off as a kid. That, or that's we were going to make some news today, but right. okay. that's only because he doesn't let me drive because if I was driving, he would do the same thing. Am I right? I, uh, maybe. I, I mean, try that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's do that next time then. He's afraid to let me drive. He doesn't trust me. Well, <laughs> actually, I, to be honest, I think Renee would rather look at her phone than fear for her life because she does not like the way I drive. <laughs> so maybe it's maybe it's part of, maybe it helps her with her anxiety. Right, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. I mean, I do tailgate. I can't lie. So. Well, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is really good for me. Thanks, you guys. Yes. No, it, and it's me too. And I, it's hard because like when someone is on their phone and you want to have a conversation with them, you sound super condescending when you're like, "Hey, get off your phone and talk to right. talk to me." I'm a big deal because it's, it's, it's going to come back to bite you yeah, at some point. Exactly. You know? I know it has. It right. has totally has. Uh, man. Oh man. So, I mean, with Facebook. Now, for me, I would I would get off in a heartbeat, but I feel like I'm in too deep, <laughs> and I should explain that. Which they have on you. Right. <laughs> uh, 12-step so, program for sure. Right, exactly. You know, obviously over the last four years, like, Facebook has just become increasingly... Dumpster fire-ish. Yes. <laughs> That's so, since the last election. Not the last, but... <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, you know, I've thought about maybe I should just get off completely. Um, and it's a little bit complicated for me because I have friends and family in Australia where, like, that's their only viewpoint I, into my life. So if I was just to cut that off, I'd have to find some other way to connect with them, which <laughs> sounds like a chore, but it shouldn't be a chore <laughs> if I really right, care about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but then, I don't know, there's, like, ton of cool stuff on there too like marketplace like i've found a ton of good deals off there so if i was off facebook then suddenly i don't have that avenue to that's how they get you but yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) there's there's some really helpful groups that i'm a part of like for the last few years i've tried to get into grilling and barbecue a little bit more and i've been able to learn a ton from people who are way more experienced than i am and, you know, even in my professional life, just networking with different people and learning from others who know more than me, all of that happens in Facebook. So I have to keep this thing that I don't really want to keep so I can do just a few little things mm-hmm. um, that are helpful. And what it's led me to do is um, basically just unfollow everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't have a news feed. <laughs> This sounds terrible. I don't even follow my parents and my grandparents, and that's not like because I don't like what they're putting out there. It's just I had to say everyone or no one. Otherwise, you spend hours deciding, do I follow you or not? So none of you I follow. So I can post something about you that's slightly negative. Just don't tag him, though. Just don't tag him. Well, we're still friends, and so what that actually does... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, don't tag him. No, we're not, Dan. (laughs) You don't know this, but... (laughs) I mean, not anymore. We were, but... There's there's a lot I don't know. Um, So I still have my 
friends. So like I can type in someone's name and go see what they're up to. That's like maybe more of a natural, more organic of way of yeah. interacting right. with people. That's even healthier. But I, I miss out on a lot. So uh, I found out the other day that some friends of ours um, are having twins, I think. Um, and they've been pregnant for a while and I just, I didn't know cause you know, that's how people share the right, news. Exactly. Yeah. And like other, other times where people have died, even I haven't known for months. Right. And it's like, Oh, you didn't it's know. True. So yeah, there's part of me that would be like, yeah, let's just ditch it for good. And then because so much of life and communication happens that way, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I the part that's a struggle for me and is the most time consuming is the scrolling. So when you unfollow people, that helps like not do the endless scrolling where like you see things that get you a little fired up or <laughs> any of that. You know, you can just go to somebody's profile yeah. and see what's going on in their life. And like to me, that's fine. That's healthy. It's the endless scrolling for me that's the unhealthy part. Right. You know, and yeah you're in the middle of reading something and your kid comes up to you and you're like, what? I was in the middle of something. Right. <laughs> Not it's, that I've ever done that. Super important. <laughs> so important what Elon was saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> Is Elon on? To AOC. No, I, was, I don't know. Right. Did well, you know they were Twitter. dating? <laughs> so I have a question for you, Jay Misinformation. Ryan. You said, <laughs> you said, Jay Ryan, that do you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Do you use Facebook as a news source, like the news tab? Oh boy! No, I do okay. use uh, more the phone. So I, okay. uh, but it's worse than that. I use Fox News. Oh boy! But anyway, <laughs> but um, no, I I don't use it for news. But I, it is good to find out what people are talking about, what's going on. I do use Facebook. Honestly, I've I've made a decision to just always use it for something positive. So that's just what I do. Mm. So if it's negative, honestly, I usually go past it. So when I see a battle going on, if I, I mean, if I have a dog in the fight, I'll pay attention to it a little bit. But overall, I probably won't participate in it, mostly because of January 6th. I had a whole change of how I, I mean, I, I, I have all kinds of opinions about that, and I'm certainly a conservative. But after January 6th, I changed the way I use Facebook. Mm as it relates to news and even how I interact with people because I see the um, opportunity and the potential, but I also see the danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, uh, w- in that particular case, social media was all about that, that particular, not just the news, but social media had a lot to say about January 6th, and, and it wasn't good. I think I've said before, um, people that I agreed with were just as mad at me as people that I didn't agree with, and I right. went... Well, this is nuts. <laughs> so I, I've mentioned January 6th before, too, and I just want to clarify for our listeners because there might be listeners around the world. January 6th is shorthand for St. Nicholas Day. And, and, <laughs> right? That's what we're talking about. Oh, oh, you mean... Boxing Day in Canada. You I mean that, that insurgence thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what I was An talking about. An event at the Capitol that was... That's exactly correct. Fake news or no? I don't know anymore. Instigated <laughs> well, so, by the FBI. Right. So, so, Jay Bryan, I know Dan doesn't see these because he doesn't follow you, but I do appreciate how positive <laughs> oh, you are. thank you. Thank and you just full me. disclosure, I, d- I do not read them all because sometimes they're very long it's, and it's, I cannot... It's, my social media brain cannot it's i totally get that okay okay sometimes people will comment on the end of one and i go wow you read it (laughs) (laughs) okay let's talk about that though our oh the attention spans the attention spans our attention spans how far they've gone down no let's move to the next social media (laughs) has progressed has anybody noticed that within themselves well, about sure. how much your attention well, span do is. Do I want to admit the, it? The yeah. act of <laughs> the act of nobody can see me doing this, but I'm moving my thumb across a pretend phone. Right. Uh, the act of being able to do that has taken what used to be a seven minute attention span, which was bad, and made it in like a seven second attention right. span or maybe three second. Mm. As it relates to me, um, can I just make a confession about what I put on? This social is a media? safe this is a safe place. Thanks, yes. you guys. No one's no one's gonna hear this. It's <laughs> 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 not our prayer, but maybe it's a good thing. But, <laughs> Um, when, uh, when I put something on, uh, it starts by being for me. Sure. That's good. And it's a conversation between me and Holy Spirit. That's where the, it always starts. And then I put it on there if for no other reason so that I can look at what God's telling me and go, oh, that's really cool, God. Yeah. I might even read it again the next day. But if somebody comments on it, does it, does it make me happy? Of course. 
you know, if you get 20 people looking at it, they go, wow, that must have, you know, 20 people, can you imagine? That's a big deal to me. But if 20 people comment and I go, well, maybe I touched a nerve, but beyond that, it's for me. Yeah. And so, so it's okay. I'm, I'm kind of the same way in that. Well, it doesn't help that, um, I don't have a lot of interaction with adults during the work week because I work from home. <laughs> so like I'm processing things and sometimes I want to process online. And I used to do that a little bit more in previous years. And now what I end up doing is just writing something in my notes app. And if I've lived with that for seven days and I still feel comfortable posting that, then I might post that. Otherwise it Disappears just stays the or disappears. Yeah. See, the that, there's wisdom in what <laughs> yeah. you do. What I do today, I posted about being bald, about getting, about losing your hair. So there would be wisdom if I had waited seven days before I actually put my life. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I don't. Be, I don't you're, you're always smarter. follow that rule, and I've I've messed up a few times. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, back to attention spans. Yes. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh no. Oh no. Case in point. Not even, <laughs> yes. Not so even seven minutes. Point. Not even That's, seven seconds. That is real. Oh, oh my gosh. What were we talking about? <clears throat> um, oh boy. Social yes, media deconstruction. No. I think, uh, yeah, whether I want to admit it or not, it definitely has. Well, and two, I think just the internet in general. Mm. You know, what did we had like this old set of encyclopedias growing up? And it was like, if you wanted to learn something about someplace, somewhere, you know, it's probably 20 years out of date, but it's like you had to go to the book, open it up, and, you know, hopefully you knew your ABCs because it was alphabetical order and whatnot. It's like there's something to it now where it's like, hey, Siri. Oh, sorry, everybody's phone is. Or, hey, Alexa. <laughs> no, no, you know, doing that, it's like, um... What's what's the point of me knowing this at this certain right. time? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Emery just said to me the other day. He was like, "What about this?" And I said, "Oh, I don't know." He goes, "Look it up on your phone." <laughs> My iPad just <laughs> he seriously me. <laughs> and now you did it again. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! You were saying, yeah. Rachel, before your sorry. husband interrupted you. No, oh, I, I no. forgot. Emery yeah. was saying. Yeah, yeah. Emery, Emery asked me to look up something. He always asked me to look up stuff, and I'm like. But I think it's good for our brains to like take it slower, open up the book, look up, yeah. you know, you know, that's, that's good right. for our brains. God that's, created them a certain way and that helps our brains grow. That was and, a cool process. I have yeah. nostalgic memories of opening up the World Book Encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. uh, admittedly, it was a little confusing because there was C and then there was CD. I don't know why there were two. They could have divided. <laughs> they could have made it bigger. Why, right. why did they make small ones? I don't know. Right. But the smell even of the encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. yes. know, the pages. Mm -hmm. I, that's something I miss a little bit, but just saying. Uh, yeah. So scientists call uh, the, the scrolling thing that we deal with, they call it context switching. So one second you're looking at, I don't know, what Jordan had for dinner. Oh, yeah. Because he posts food posts all the time. I'm just Foodie. giving an example. Right. And then you're transported to someone's vacation in Florida, and then you're posted to someone's um, pictures of their kids playing in the mud and like you're just doing this and you're you're seeing like hundreds of images per minute which is rewiring our brains in a way and were we designed to have a relationship with a thousand people because oh, in, no, yeah, in yeah. a manner of speaking no. that's what no. we're doing yeah or how about this this is a huge one for us prayer requests mm. i am i am conscious oh, yeah. of Pray for this, pray for this. I mean, and people that I've never met, but I kind of know the person that's posting and they're talking about their aunt or whatever. And and I don't belittle it at all. I'm not no. I'm not saying that it's not important. I'm just going, it's overwhelming. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you get, because you can get sucked into that too, where every second of your life is. And it happens to me at work, you know, as well, where I know that I'm supposed to be focusing more time on my, what's on my boss's plate. And then, you know, you get a request like that. You feel like, well, I got to stop what I'm doing. Yeah. And pray for this person. But. Right. Yeah. Especially social media in 2020 with all of the riots and everything happening. You had all of these social justice justice issues and they weren't even maybe. Well, I mean, they were in our state, but you see them, you know, states away, too. And you feel like you have to do something. 
but you're actually passionate about maybe another social justice issue. Mm -hmm. And it takes your focus away from that, but yet you feel guilty if you don't focus on the one that's in front of you. True. True. And really you're taking away from what God has put on your heart and you're not fully, you know, being obedient to what he has for you. Right. And who's in charge of your heart? Should it be Facebook? Right. Or, or the people accusing you of being heartless and, you know, um, all sorts yeah. of stuff. Not woke. <laughs> Not woke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely pressure, like, around not just social justice issues, but, like, almost any event that happens. Yeah. Like, right. I got to say something about this. Like, You're right. I, you I know, need to chime in. Yeah. Oh, we're, uh, there's a war in Ukraine. I got I to gotta give my two cents on this. And right. I'll, I'm guilty. I, I did that. Yeah. Hopefully it was meaningful in some way, but um, maybe, maybe even if it was, maybe it didn't need to be said on social media. Maybe I could have just right. talked about it with you guys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so sure. I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah. So I've gained something from social media. Something big that I'm really excited about. What so. I have met people around the world, and I like it. Oh, I, I like, and I feel like I had a divine appointment with a particular guy. His name is Tambulatitis. Um, there are literally a million people that could reach out to you that we, and probably do reach out to all of you. And they're looking for something. They're looking for help or whatever. Their, their situation, their country is way worse than ours, whatever. But um, for whatever reason, the Lord said to me, you can know this guy. You can be involved in this particular part of the world for a sure. while. And so I'm just saying that that is one aspect of social media where I go, I am grateful that uh, a burden has been created in a good way for this particular guy, for his wife. It's funny, um, you know, I was I stayed up late one night so I could watch their wedding live <laughs> on Facebook because, you know, we, had, we were developing some kind of a friendly relationship. And um, I'll, just big picture or uh, in conclusion regarding that, it was just good to know that I can, it's no longer National Geographic stuff. I'm like talking to the guy. Right. Every now and yeah. again, he'll call me, you know, using Facebook and or Messenger or whatever, and we'll have a conversation for 90 seconds before I go to work or before he goes to bed. And he's a preacher, by the way, and he uh, he's an evangelist, and he's leading Muslims to the Lord. Mm, and then wow. he sends me videos and uh, all that stuff of what's going on in Uganda, which is literally on the other side of the world. Right. Yeah. And that's a part of social media that I'm, I wouldn't trade. Right. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to go back to something different. So that yeah. connection with somebody you probably wouldn't have connected with otherwise. Never would have. And right. admittedly, it's a burden like we were talking about a minute ago right. about all the prayer stuff. But but it's a connection that I, I covet. Like yeah. I, I feel like this is I'm supposed to be interacting with this person. So. Yeah. 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 I've learned a lot from a ton of people on Instagram just sharing um, theology and um, biblical ways of parenting and all of that. Like I've learned a ton of stuff from those people, good stuff that's solid. And mm. I'm really thankful for that because um, I have no to, nobody in my life who can talk to me about parenting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is painful. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. It's been good for me, I think, in the sense that I've connected with people that I already know, but uh, especially if you're the kind of person who posts thoughts or processes things and you think you're alone in those thoughts and then someone might message you and say, you know what, that that's something I've been thinking about too. Yeah. Um, so it's weird in some ironic way that social media can make us more isolated than ever and yet connect us with people too in ways that yeah. we could never connect before. And yeah. you've learned how to barbecue and smoke meats oh, a little yeah, bit better. Man. Yeah, my family is grateful for that. Right. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, th- I think for me it would kind of be, so if I could go super surfacey, um, my favorite football team in the world is the Green Bay Packers. And I just get a little more insight <laughs> onto all of that, <laughs> even though I don't live in Green Bay and even though I'm not, yeah. like, you know, involved in the organization yet. Dan, can you pull the cord from his microphone? (laughs) (laughs) But like there's, I mean, there's, you know, obviously deep connection and then some surfacey stuff too, where it's like, I wouldn't, you know, 
I guess I could look in a book for this, but then at that point, it's outdated information. I did get him a book once about the Green Bay Packers, and I don't think he's opened it once. (laughs) I I think it loses its uh, value if I use it. Okay. Yeah. She also has wrestling dolls. Well, not not dolls, okay? Calm down. (laughs) They're investments. invested you'd be in social media like now would you still sign up for it myspace yes facebook no for me (laughs) (laughs) or instagram (laughs) so i actually posed this question to my instagram followers all twenty thousand. no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, i put it out as a survey and the results came back i think it was like Two-thirds of people said they would not sign up for it Wow! if they knew what they knew today. And then there was another third that said yes. Now, I don't know what their reasons were. It was just a simple yes or no question. But, yeah, two-thirds is a lot of people. Well, it's like, so what I honestly at this point, for me, it would be like, okay, so what is my life like without it? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Probably with, you know, personal connections, my life would be better. I don't know. I, it's almost impossible for me to think about life without it, as yeah. terrible and as dumb no, millennialist as that sounds. It's not terrible you know? because people use it in different ways. So right. Yeah. Someone who, like, gets into the dumpster fires and right. is posting, like, 10 things a day right. that are pretty meaningless, like, yeah, they could probably definitely go without it. But, like... Some of us use it in more resourceful ways and other people, just just personality types. Some are wired to be um, not an issue in their life and others, just like with alcohol or, or any any kind of thing that could be an issue, like some people are just not a good fit for that. Yeah. yeah. Can't moderate it. Yeah. For me, um, I'm a writer, but I'm not any kind of a writer that could, you know, not many people would, I've proven the fact that not many people would buy my book. Or, um, you know, we, we had about, you know, 150 people bought our book that we wrote about 10 years ago, but I enjoy it. I really enjoy writing. So for me, it's an outlet. It's a place where I can actually write something that might strike somebody in a positive way. And then that, that actually gives me joy. So I do like, uh, Facebook or social media for stuff like that. And therefore, probably if I had to make a choice, I would choose to do it again you know, get involved for that, for that purpose only. I have been known to come to the defense of people. I have a lot of friends in politics who, um, just by virtue of being in politics or being on city councils, they'll say something, they'll get attacked by, you know, 30, 40 people Mm -hmm. for something that wasn't even true. I have been known to engage in those dumpster fires where I will, so that they don't have to defend themselves. I will jump in to defend them for them. But I'm not talking about defending a national leader or a governor or a president or something like that. I'm, right. I'm talking about somebody that I literally, I have you actually know. face-to-face contact yeah. with. Yeah. I know is not actually evil, is not a racist. And, right. you know, <laughs> right. anyway. So does, does anybody have any uh, personal rules or boundaries when it comes to using social media? Well, the easy answer to that for me is that I just uh, purpose to only post positive stuff. So that's, that's an easy one. But I also probably avoid uh, this question. And if you don't post this or repost this on your site, then you're oh, uh, fill in the blank. Anytime I see one of those, even if it was well intended, I just, I just have to move on. Amen. So that's a rule for me. Yep. And sometimes it's people that I love that post that and I just go, ah, I don't, I just can't. So yep. remember like the chain emails. Oh my yes. God. Don't break day? this chain. Right. Exactly. You will die at midnight tonight if you don't pass us on. Or we, you'll yeah. get, what was it? $30,000 or yes. whatever. It's yes. like, what are we doing? 
We I, still haven't like matured from that. You those, know? Are, those are chain letters. Now I will explain right. this to the three yes. of you. Oh my word. Really, that was a thing when I was a kid. Even somebody would send me a chain letter. By the way, I had a pen pal in Australia. Good and, eye. But yeah. his but, name was uh, Ian. They were, <laughs> maybe no, no. I know that it wasn't because okay. he passed away. But anyway, um, uh, he. Uh, Chain letters were a thing that you would just feel like you were walking in some kind of a curse if you right. yeah if yeah. you just didn't have the mojo to oh yeah I'm gonna go write off 18 letters and right, exactly. send it to the first one and do this and oh my, oh my gosh goodness yeah. so that just believe. continued on on to Facebook right yeah. yeah that's another rule so we are evolving then yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah. oh um, wait or we're not <laughs> we're devolving <laughs> in the last week I have logged out of my Facebook, which they don't make easy, by the way. You just click on your profile picture and you can log right back back in. But it is a little bit of a stop. Like, okay, wait, that's right. Because, you know, your your brain is kind of wired to just go to Facebook and Instagram. Does anybody? Okay. Yep. So that's a little bit of a stop for me. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I don't need to go on there. And then I've just gone onto like my business Instagram sites and like posted on there. So I've only been on social media for business. And... I have gotten so much accomplished. <laughs> Good. It's not a boundary yet. I'm like, okay, I should probably do this all the time. Yeah. And just go on when I need to. Um, but it's it's been helpful for me. <laughs> I got no rules for me. I'm I'm the wild west yeah. when it comes to social media. <laughs> well god. Driving, not driving. I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that I like to if I'm writing something that's lengthy or serious or I want to make people think I will sit on that for a week, sometimes have my wife proof it. Um, the other thing I do, if I'm commenting to someone, I might, um, I, I try to think like, can I say this to this person's face? Like if I'm in the room with them and that kind of reshapes how I phrase things. Cause I, I can be, a little bit more direct than I would be in person with my words because I can... Can't we all? (laughs) Rephrase it, yeah. So, you know, there was a couple of situations last year where I was responding to something that someone posted that wasn't quite true. And I realized, like, man, I'm I'm saying this pretty directly, which was maybe what that person needed, but still wasn't authentically me. So I I, I backed off a little bit and, yeah. Um, And then... I don't know, just to piggyback off what you said about taking a break from social media. I've done that a few times. I did it with Twitter for like an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And I still have a Twitter account, but I found like I just didn't miss it. And so now mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like not really on there. The main thing I use Twitter for now is just to see um, if I'm thinking about a topic or an event, I just want to see how people are reacting, Re- reacting yeah. to that just to get a pulse on, on what's going on. Um, I, I took Twitter off my phone. I'm, I'm so I still have an account, but I just, I never, you know, ne- rarely posted anything, but I found that anything that I want to know about that's happening on Twitter gets reported. Um, Twitter is being used rather reliably for getting information mm-hmm. out um, on the scene information, people that were there, that kind of stuff. And so I'm able to see it on, you know, like on news feeds and things like that. Um, there's Twitter kind of ticked me off a little bit when mm-hmm. they, the, it did bother me whether you like the president or not, uh, when they took him off, but they left terrorists on, that was an easy, I'm done with that. So it's not on my phone. So on, on the news fronts of things, just in general, I've noticed news is being reported that isn't really news anymore. Like I don't care what Denzel Washington had to say about Will Smith Will slapping Smith. Chris Rock. <laughs> that is not news. It's um, all a distraction. By the, by the way, you're absolutely right. There's tons of that now. Yeah. That news yeah. feeds. Yeah, no, totally. So I, 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 I scan through several. You know, I'll, yeah. do, I'll do that. I'll do Fox and I try to find other things in NPR or whatever. Anything I can get to see, well, what is there like a vague idea of what actually happened or what's really right. important right now? Yeah. All news media is on Ukraine right now. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of freakishly weird that everybody is in agreement or I should say most everybody is in agreement about that. And 
that that's got my attention. That's what like it's like the one news item I can find right now where everybody seems to be focusing on Ukraine good, Russia bad, and it's just it's fascinating to me. Whatever your conclusions are on that, I think Rachel's got one. <clears throat> nope. Nothing to say. <laughs> It'll be on our truth social yeah. feed later. <laughs> I like following news sites that aren't like, they literally just report the news. They have videos of people there and everything. The facts and only And they the verify facts. it. Well, one of them is real news, no bullshit. And I, I really like them. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm, I know that's going to get edited. <laughs> Is is that on It's on Instagram, Instagram. yeah. Okay. And they also have like a telegram. Yeah. But like they literally, they don't say one way or the other. Like just, as far as I can tell, sure. they don't put anybody in a negative or positive light. They're just like, here you go. Do you know that that used to be how it was done? Isn't that amazing? It is. No bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I like following smaller news sites and everything because- Ones who are, aren't actually owned by right. big elite people, and it's it's funny. Like, I guess there's you're seeing accounts like that and news sites like that now because there's actually a market demand for that. Maybe small, but like <laughs> you're not seeing these other major news networks or cable news channels go more to the center or become more unbiased because like they have a market, like they are for profit companies. There's money in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you just have to factor that in. If those are sources you're going to. My problem with it all, including the sites that you're talking about right now is that I really trust almost nothing that I read or see. I should say Mm -hmm. that, you know, the the printed word or, or spoken word and maybe half of what I actually see, which is why I do like, when a video or something is posted on Twitter, I can make up my mind for what I see with my yeah. own eyes. But even that stuff now can be, of course, right? Deep yeah. misconstrued yeah. and so yeah, it's deep fakes. Maybe twenty five percent of what I see, but yeah, yeah it's all yeah. I, that's why you need to look at it all mm-hmm. and kind of compare it all and say this might be true. This is kind of true, right? Yeah, yep. Okay, so I have another question for you guys. Uh, and I've been thinking about this a lot because I did some research during the week to see um, how Christians have been talking about social media, how pastors talk to their congregations about social media and how we use it. And a big theme that kept coming up was a quote. Um, a lot of people will say this in so many words. They'll say, social media is a tool that's neutral and it can be used for both good and evil. So social media itself is not bad it's just a tool it's how you use it mm-hmm. and i've been wrestling with that um because i i would say yeah i i probably agree with that but maybe maybe just like how much we use it and how you can't really just dabble in social media like it's deeply transformative is it really just neutral or does the overall effect like on balance is it mostly bad for us or is it mostly good? I don't, I don't think it's mostly bad, but I would compare it to um, a gun. Uh, and and the, I know that there's a gun debate here at, at hand, but I, if you have a gun on the table, a perfectly good uh, gun and it's protected and all that stuff, and you give it to a child with no instructions, all kinds of bad things could happen. Something good could accidentally happen, but all kinds of bad things could happen. And there, there needs to be training and, and things and some thought and some maturity involved in it. Social media came on the scene and no training. It's like it was like um, a whole bunch of meat thrown in the middle of the room to hungry people looking for something to do. And everybody devoured it. And it's not pretty all the time. And some of the people in the room are good at um, they have table manners and they're going to eat you know, the social media in a certain way and they're not going to have stuff on their face and all over them. Mm. But other people don't care what they look like as they're doing it. So I don't think, I agree that social media isn't evil all by itself. Just like I don't think this guy doesn't think that a gun is bad all by itself. Just depends on how it's used and the training involved. But I do think in the case of social media, there was zero training. It was given to the public. The public devoured it. And the reason why it doesn't look pretty is, is because, well, we're the first generation that's engaged in it in this particular way, in this addictive way, and all the things 
involved, there wasn't a book, I promise you. I love it when I hear people say, well, it's not like there's a book on raising kids. Oh, no, I think there's about, <laughs> about 300,000 books, not, not excluding the Bible. But with social media, there really wasn't. Yeah, there was, there wasn't and there was not a YouTube video on how to properly use it. Um, that's, and there wasn't the science behind the effect that it has on and us. And what does science mean anyway anymore, Rachel? <laughs> Stay people tuned. Directed at you, but. people who aren't paid <laughs> by Facebook to say that it's good. <laughs> exactly. Right. So was that too big of an answer? Or? No, no. And I'm I'm tracking with you on that. I think, yeah, I would agree. It is a tool, and it is probably neutral. But if I if I had to side one way, I would say I don't want it to stop there. Like I think we need to think more critically about it. And say like, man, this has a tendency to overrun me and control me without me even realizing it. And so, right. like, if anything, I want to be a little bit more cautious about it than just say, "Oh, it's just a tool." <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important to think about what the creators had in mind when they created it. Yeah. It might not be good or evil, but the creators could be good or evil, depending, you know, on what mm-hmm. is created. So, um, the way that they purposefully or unpurposefully use it to yes control people mm. is um something to to keep in mind yeah and also to keep in mind if there's been a an evolution of social media you know go back to 2007 2008 where it's just people posting you know what <laughs> what did you have for lunch or what's on your right. mind yeah. and then it it turned into like more social commentary and then a marketplace and then groups and then like just so much stuff like Farmville. we'd be yeah <laughs> Farmville. <laughs> I mean we'd be kind of naive to think like okay social media has arrived so it's not going to become more addicting or they're not going to find more ways to like get us to spend more time on it <laughs> so right. they are they are going to find more ways yeah don't they? yeah so I, I just say that to say be aware of that because I've probably not spent less time on social media as they've found more hooks to get into me. I've, I've spent more time on it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, how have they gotten us to spend so much time on it? They they make us think that we're missing out, right? Yeah, right. So uh, what else are they going to use? The metaverse, you know, like, oh, everybody's over here, even though you know that nobody's actually over yeah. there right now. Right. You know, but to make us think that we're missing out on it. Mm-hmm. And... Nice. Because, I mean, at their core, humans want community, and they're going to look for it any place that they can. Here's another one. So, social media influences, and I don't want to just bash on them. But I, I want to think about how... I will. That's all right. I can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do want to think about how, like, because we're on social media for hours every day, seven days a week, like, that has a transformative effect on us. And it's, in a way, it's discipling us. Mm-hmm. And so we have these people, these, I guess you could say, we, we call them influences, but they're almost authority figures because they're speaking into our lives. Yeah. And... They have that authority and influence, but without the context of community like we would have in a church. Yeah. So if someone's a little bit off, I don't know who is in their lives to say, time out, you need to like not speak to that or whatever. That's just a reality. I'm not saying it's all bad. I have people that I follow that I've learned a lot from, but I also know that they're just people out there and I have no other way of filtering because I'm not processing what I'm being taught in, in community. Yeah. Well, yep, just take so. a look at all of the, the recent Christian leaders who have quote unquote fallen and you know, they're on social media and they're influencing millions of people. And you're like, where did they go? Where didn't they have anybody like mm. influencing them and being like, Nope, you shouldn't do this. Or, you know, you're, you're accountable to me for this or, you know, whatever. And, um, yeah, community is so important for us. And so I think even even the Christian influencers that we follow, 
we always, always, always need to take it with a grain of salt and put it against what the Bible says. Yeah. Like actually says. I think it's fun uh, to follow um, what other people say. And as it relates to celebrities, for example, I enjoy reading something positive coming out of someone like Denzel Washington's mouth because I just happen to like Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. But as a rule, um, if it's not people that I, I have way more relationship with the people at this table and in our church and in our community and our work, people that I admire that I would go to and say, do you think I'm out of line on this or that? Mm -hmm. I pay way more. I give way more weight or gravity yeah. to those people in my life. When I see any celebrity of any type, sports or otherwise, speaking about an issue, even if I agree with it, it mostly doesn't matter to me. And I don't admire our society for holding those people up because they're really no, I mean, they have a, a physical skill set, or maybe they have an acting ability and a, and a pay scale that goes with that. But beyond that, what they know is, you know, you are what you eat and um, they just know the same sorts of stuff that we do or worse. I really hold no value with them on, on social media like I do with people in front of me. Yeah. 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 What if, and what if we, by we, I say me, myself, what if I, instead of looking towards, you know, those people on social media that have just as many flaws as I do and just as many, you know, pitfalls and whatnot and are just, you know, as fallen as I am. What if I actually talked to Holy Spirit, spent time in prayer and spent time in my Bible? Because I don't as much as I, I should and as much as I, you know, take stock in what they're saying. Most of the time, it's probably better for me to kind of go to my Bible and find it out for myself instead of hearing from them because... Then you get through, you see it maybe more so from what God wants you to see it as instead of the lens of another person. I agree. So for me, that would probably be much better than actually looking to somebody else, but actually looking at the truth where it comes from, from the source. Yeah. I'd be interested to know for pastas how they've had to deal with this so typically, you know, they're shepherding their flocks and they're they're not the primary people just discipling their their people and um you know, they're not, they're not gatekeepers for thoughts or beliefs necessarily, but like before social media, you know, they would be the primary ways that people would learn and and be discipled. And now like every day people can just open up their phones and just expose themselves to any any good like Christian teacher or prophetic person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that that amount of influence that a pastor might have over someone in their congregation is I would guess probably diminished a lot. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just depends how people are you know, that comes down yeah. to maybe this is less about social media and more about coming to church, at least in my head right now. Yeah. But um, I've heard a lot of pastors say, well, you can hear a word twice as good as mine, you know, just about anywhere on the Internet. And you can hear worship just as amazing as ours, you know, in all kinds of different um, places um, on the Internet and so on. But the relationship piece, the actually being inside the four walls, and I, I recognize we need to be on the outside of the four walls, but being with each other and listening to each other and being accountable to each other in real life, in, in real time, in yeah. real person, is still so much more meaningful. Nothing replaces. I was at a I was at an elders meeting in this church this past week, and I brought something, a concern I had to them about something. And I, in the process, I wound up getting prayer that I really didn't come for. Mm. That was that was um, issue changing for me. Like it just helped me to look at it from a different perspective from God's perspective, and it was given to me by relationship with people in the room, not on Facebook, not on the fantastic message I just heard out of Bill, from Bill Johnson in Bethel, from Bethel, which is amazing. But I'm just saying it matters to be as close to as I am to you three right now mm -hmm. on a regular basis. I really, I'm such a huge fan of coming to church and hearing a message, whatever it's like um, in, in real life. Okay, so we've, We've been maybe beating up on social media a little bit, um, but I want to bring it back to something positive. 
if people are going to be spending time on social media, what's one account or page that you would suggest people follow that would be a positive influence? So I, I, when you posed that question, the first thing I thought to, I said to my wife and she said, no, that's not for everybody. <laughs> it's, it's Nathan Finocchio, which is good, but he's not for everybody. But I'd have to say uh, Glenn Packiam out of Colorado Springs. I follow him on probably Twitter and Instagram, and he usually is pretty solid. He's a pastor and out of New Life Church or whatever it is now, wherever he's at now. But he's always really solid and just grounded in what he says. Mm. Yeah, um, I would say Felicia Masonheimer. She, yeah, that's a mouthful. Is that uh, at Felicia Masonheimer? At Felicia Masonheimer, <laughs> or at Every Woman a Theologian. But you don't have to be a woman, so um, to follow her. Um, she does a lot of theology and looking at parenting from a biblical perspective. Um, so not like the super, super gentle parenting and not like the like beat your kids with sticks. Parenting, Let them starve. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then she also, I really like this. She also, um, she doesn't answer like any questions that you can get an answer from in your own community. So like any personal problems, marriage issues, um, parenting mm. issues. She always encourages people to go to their community and ask these questions and be in community with people um, and ask your own pastor those questions and everything. So I really like that she encourages that and she teaches um, solid theology in a really um, uh, easy way. Uh, if I'm not doing just normal mainstream sites, I'm following a friend on uh, Facebook. His name is Tambula Titus. And it gives me, and uh, it's Tambula, T-A-M-B-U-L-A, and his last name is Titus, T-I-T-U-S. He's a pastor in Uganda. He has an orphanage there, and he posts um, revival meetings that he does two, three times a week, um, what he's trying to do for his kids. Um, uh, I watched them during how they dealt with COVID uh, in their country uh, without a safety net. Um, so I just, I watched how they dealt with that. And I only say that to say, I don't, I don't really follow anything else other than that. Yeah. And that's probably the other thing outside of my realm that I go to. Oh, uh, I found an Instagram account called our church speaks. And, um, basically what it is, is quotes from different Christians across different nations through different centuries. So basically from the start of the early church, all the way up until now from all around the world. So different monks and missionaries and um, just just a whole bunch of different people uh, with quotes from their messages or quotes of prayers. And I just find it really enriching to kind of see the bigger picture of Christianity because a lot of times you can get zoomed into where we're at in this present moment and particularly just in our American context, which is fine. This is where we are. But like, I, I really like seeing the bigger picture and the artwork they have is really cool too. Cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thinking Well. We hope that this will lead to fruitful conversations in your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with the latest and to join in the conversation surrounding faith and culture, follow us on Instagram at Thinking Well Podcast. Thinking Well is a production of Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information about Living Waters, visit livingwatersmn.org.